Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shot. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance and underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back. It's good to be back. We have relaunched the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer, and if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, We've taken a a short break, but we're back with a bang after some very interesting times with the the global pandemic. Um, If you're a returning listener, it's fantastic to have you back as well. So I want to talk this week a bit about the future of work. Now, things have changed enormously from when I last hit record uh, on the Zoom recorder here. Um, Most of us are working from home. Organizations have put people on furlough. They're doing restructures. They're thinking about how can we get back to a new, new semblance of normality, Or how can we move into the next phase of recovery? And we've learned quite a bit, I think, in this time. You know, we've basically been through a living experiment designed to find out whether or not people can work productively and fruitfully and happily, most crucially, from home. And it seems that for a lot of us, we can. Certainly what the companies I've been speaking to have found is that they can get decent amounts of productivity and they can still run the business. Things can be achieved. And a lot of people are really happy with the way things are now. You know, we've got greater autonomy, maybe more variety in life. Uh, we've got a better work-life blend. Um, but that that's a kind of two-way street. I'll come back to that in a second. Because of course, work is home and home is work. You're literally sleeping in the office. But for, for not everybody is happy with this. So it's been an interesting time. Um, and I think when we get back or move into the next phase, we're going to have redefined lots of things. I don't think people are going to be stacked up in big, tall buildings anymore. I think a lot of the buildings that have been built in London are uh, max capacity buildings, you know, tall buildings that we see in the city of London and Canary Wharf. And you'll have these high rise buildings wherever you are in the country or the world as well. I think we'll see less and less of those sprouting up now because capacity of the existing ones probably won't be there. I think other things that we're going to notice about the future of work will be people will fall into three categories. And I got some of these ideas from a uh, a weekly company update that Mark Zuckerberg delivered for the Facebook employees. And he decided to make this particular one public because he thought other people could benefit from what he was saying about remote working. Um, and they, they actually ran a survey and they found that about 60% of people wanted to work flexibly. So that's the first of the three categories. Flexibly, which means some office time, some home time. Or you've got pure remote workers who will be working from home full time into the immediate future or people whose jobs require them or people who wish to be based back in an office. And I think one of the first jobs that we're going to have to to take on as HR teams and organizations and leaders is to figure out who falls into which category. And to a certain degree, employees will self-select. So an employee will say, well, I, I live in a, a small flat. Um, I don't have a dedicated office. I'm sharing with other people and I really need to get out more. I need more diversity of company, of surroundings, of energy. So I'd love to come back to the office. 
And then it's up to the company to decide whether or not that person can come back. Because, of course, we can't have everybody back. We need to socially distance, at least where we are now, recording in the beginning of June. The second thing is that people will want to work flexibly. But there's an issue there because not everybody can come into the office at the same time. So how do we make sure that we've only got the right number of people in a building at any one time? The other issue is the cost. So an individual who wants some desk space held for them, even in a hot desking scenario, but also wants the technology and the setup and the infrastructure to be able to work from home, uh, there's a cost associated with that. You're almost paying twice to have someone in the office, but also having a sensible, smart setup at home. And then those people who want to work purely remotely. Uh, what Zuckerberg was saying about how they're going to figure this out is that people can self-select up to a point. But if you want to be pure work from home, pure remote working, then you'll need to meet certain criteria. And those criteria are that you'll have to be of a certain grade. You'll have had to have been with the company for a certain amount of time. You'll have had to have had good performance reviews in your last two reviews. And your team will need to support remote working. In other words, your boss will have to be brought into this and your team will need to be a remote team. So there's going to be some functions that this just won't work for. Interns, for example, also this won't work for them because interns and first hires or grads really need to be around people. They need to absorb all that information and that learning and that culture by osmosis. They need to kind of be there. So there's going to be quite a bit to determine. Um, but Zuckerberg was also really interesting that he studied the benefits of remote working. And I've, I've listened to some other webinars and read some other content and spoken to people. And it, it seems to be that, that we agree there are some considerable benefits to remote working. For example, hiring talent is no longer constrained to a specific area because you can essentially hire from anywhere if someone's remote working. In terms of retaining talent, uh, he was saying that if a key member of personnel or significant employee wants to move and you don't support working in their area, then you essentially have to let them go. That's no more. Diversity can improve because you aren't constrained to a particular city's demographics. Opportunities can be taken to new cities to improve local economies. And of course, improvements to the environment can be made by reducing commuting and travel. So there's, there's a lot of benefits to remote working. Um, he also reported that productivity had appeared to improve, alignment by which he meant bonding and connection declined, but not by much at this stage. Work-life balance was harder to achieve and onboarding new hires was harder as well. And as I say, up to 60% of staff preferred a flexible way of working. But I think ultimately this gives us a really, really wonderful chance to reset. Us individually and our HR teams and our leaders and our organisations I really don't want us to sleepwalk through this opportunity. For us as individuals, we, we started to do things differently. We may have struck a better work-life blend, not necessarily, but we may have done. I think most people thrive from a greater sense of autonomy. For me and my well-being, autonomy is absolutely key. Organizations have had to trust us that we can work effectively when we're not constantly under the eyes of our colleagues and our managers. And that autonomy is very important for how we feel about ourselves, for our well-being and our mental health and our self-esteem. Another thing I think is very good for, for, uh, for well-being, which I've talked about before, is variety. And arguably, we could get a little bit more variety in terms of the things that occupy our lives when we're not spending so much time commuting. Now, 
You could also argue getting less variety because you're only ever seeing your home office and you're not meeting anywhere near as many people throughout the course of the day. So there's a certain element of this is going to be a paradise for introverts and a nightmare for extroverts. And people who are somewhere in between like me are going to get on just great with this. But I want to, I want to make this as positive as I can about you know, the benefits to the way I think we're going to end up structuring our work. I think organizations that really get their head around this and that really identify well-being as being their key driver now, it's how they're going to position themselves as leaders. It's how they're going to attract and retain talent. It's how they're going to create a competitive advantage for themselves is by underpinning everything they do or leading with well-being. Um, and it's going to be essential because it's becoming a much, much bigger issue. It's a shame that it's taken a global pandemic to put well-being all the way up the CEO's agenda but it has done for most companies and we really need to capitalize on this. So companies that clearly articulate their values and their purpose and have well-being firmly embedded into those two things are definitely going to be organizations that stand out and are able to survive this and go on to really meaningfully thrive. So I've talked about quite a lot there. Um, the takeaway from this for you listening is if you're a remote worker or if your pattern of work has changed, Please don't allow those old habits to come back. Don't sleepwalk back into your old habits as we move into the next phase of work, whether that means coming back to the office or whatever it might mean for you. Think about what you want to keep from this new way of working, what you want to develop. So you've had a taste of it, but you need to do more work on it to, to kind of own it, make it happen. And what are you going to get rid of? You know, are you going to get rid of that long commute now or those late hours in the office? Because you've appreciated what it's like to finish at six o'clock. It, it's going to be very individual for you, but I would urge you to have a think about those two things. What are you going to keep? What are you going to develop? What are you going to get rid of? So that we can ensure that any benefit to this horrific situation in terms of how we work and our attitude towards work and work's place in our life is maintained as we move into the next phase of recovery. So that's it from me. Um, it's fantastic to be back behind the microphone. Um, thank you very much for listening. Please share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it. Subscribe and do all the usual stuff on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we will be back every week with a 10 minute insights episode. We are not doing the interview on Wednesday for a while. Um, we're going to get back in with what we can commit to on a consistent basis. So you'll hear from me for about 10 minutes every Saturday and we'll get those episodes released on a consistent weekly basis. Take care, um, stay healthy and all the best for now. <laughs>